All right, everybody. Well, this is the first time, the, totally the first time we did this show today. Uh, the game ended just five minutes ago. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but you know what else is fine? The Leafs are fine, I think. Austin Matthews is more than fine. He's on another planet. So is William Nylander. William Nylander is looking to make bank. And we're back. I'm Fuad Suleiman, and on the other line, with fixed internet, Armand Pondy. We'll see. Yeah, we're hoping, we're hoping, crossing our fingers. Crossing our definitely fingers not the, Definitely not the second time we're streaming. No, no. The internet's great. He has uh, Beanfield <laughs> internet, I think, probably. Anyway, so the game. It was a 7-4 finish, I believe, because I stopped. Well, yes. I think I had to set this thing up to go right live. <laughs> and yeah, what a game! It was. It was a great another another roller coaster. A little bit like it wasn't quite the roller coaster of the Montreal game, where it was like we're great and then we suck and then we're great and then we suck again. It was you know at first you know they were getting hemmed in. It looked a little bit testy. Looked a little bit weird. Looked a little squirrely, but. You know, they, they pulled it out. I didn't mean, that third period, it was like, they like, they're like, no, no, that's it. We're, enough of this funny business. We're laying the smack down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it was looking a little uh, dicey, like we said before, you know, with that four or three uh, into the, into the third period, but uh, they, they just pulled it off. I mean, again, we talked about Matthews going for that back-to-back hat trick hasn't been done since OV in 2017. And before that, it was, it was last done in 1917. You know, it's not exactly common for a player to start the season with back-to-back hat tricks. So, yeah, insane game. Matthews was amazing. Nylander was incredible. He had a silky smooth goal as well. Just incredible uh, start to the season for us. This team, like the last the, the two games. I mean, I, I mean, for the beginning of the season, it's hard to even just talk about anything but just like we're just starting out, but. They are honestly just like like they are pure straight entertainment. Like yeah. unbelie unbridled television. And That's what's what hilarious about this Theater. season is it's all <laughs> offense. Like like we can talk about the defensive uh structure soon. And it's it's still very early season, so that's expected. You know, you're gonna make mistakes. But Samsonov has not had a good two games. And that's okay. Again, still early season. But it's made for some really entertaining hockey just because it's been so back and forth. Like, you know, we went up 4-1 and then within 30 seconds they tied it up 4-2 and then a few minutes later, yeah, a few minutes later it was 4-3. Like, really entertaining hockey. And when they turn it on, man, this team, this team is amazing. Yeah, Like, in terms of just pure skill like they can really score goals in a flurry i i was so impressed by the offense today yeah like honestly like you can't start or end without just i mean we talked we started but austin matthews poppy he is the league's poppy right now he's saying yeah. i'm your poppy like eddie guerrero used to say back in the day because he is like like I, you, like you can see the game is slowed down for him. It's he's he's seeing stuff before it happens. It's like the Matrix, and yeah. he scored three goals, like three completely different angles of goal. The first one yep. was the classic, like got it in the front of the net, snipe, goodbye, goodbye, done. The second one was like off, 
like like uh, banking it from like behind the net. We thought it was Tavares's goal. Third one, he yeah. goes goes crashing to the net. Like his bag is absolutely overflowing right now. Yeah, he's he's finding ways to score in like different ways, and and that's that's really nice to see. Like I, we we said last time as well. Uh, you know, in the in the Habs game on the uh on the six on four or six on five goal, the first one, uh, he scored from pretty much where the goal line is. Yeah. And he just surprised uh uh the Can- the Habs goalie with a with tunnel. a quick shot, and he yeah. did the same thing again today, like with uh, Gustafsson on the what was thought to be Tavares's goal. He just has that quick release that's super deceptive and he can just score from anywhere. Like being a threat when you're pretty much at the goal line is crazy. And Matthews just knows how to score from everywhere. He's super deceptive with his uh, decision-making and his shot. And it's just, it's incredible to see. I mean, back to back hat tricks is nuts. Back to hat, back to hat tricks. All right. (laughs) We'll work on that one. Right. So yeah, that was a bit rough. Our, our old friend and Mikey's Early lab, season. Mikey's lab, our old pal, saying Matthews is tired of people saying Mick overrated is better than him. Who do you think he's referring? I to? don't know. Who's Mick? I don't know. Overrated? Can, I don't know if we can get into that. He just had a 150 point season. No, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, look, you know I, I'm I still just think everyone is going for second place. It's like the 90s in Michael yeah. Jordan, like when Michael Jordan was around or Gretzky was around, and second place is okay. There's a lot of great talent in the league. He's there. Ma- He's sec- Matthews is like definitely in the conversation. I think a lot of people after last season were down on him yeah. uh, just because he had a, you know, it was a 40 goal season. It's not exactly stellar as his 60 goal season, yeah. but he was playing injured, you know? And I think we, it's safe to say that he's no longer playing injured and yeah. knock on wood, knock on whatever material this desk is right now, because yeah, like he yeah. started the season. He got completely like cracked in the ribs. I'm convinced he had broken ribs or something like that. Cause <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, have you ever been, has anybody ever had injured ribs? It's not fun. You can't breathe. Like, it's not like you put ice on it. You Like, you cannot breathe without being in pain. So, yeah. uh, I mean, he also has, like, surgically repaired wrists. So, you know, we hope those things. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the hand injuries that I was worried about. But, yeah, because like, of touch, right? But now it doesn't even is... look like he missed a step, man. He's he's filthy. And, like, you know, like, and they're talking about the, the last, yeah. So, Ovi, you were saying about Ovi. And I think he's the modern day Ovi. Well, not the modern Ovi. Ovi's still around. He's the, but he's the he's best the goal scorer in the league right now. He's the heir apparent to Ovechkin. Like they have such similar games. Hopefully, not similar playoff trajectories. I'd like him to win a. Hey, he won a cup before the thirteenth season <laughs> in hit the career, right? Because not everyone can stay good until their thirteenth season, right? Like he probably yeah. will, but the greats do. But a little sooner than that, we need a little sooner. But honestly, though, like I'm glad we won. At least we got that first round win because. I know it wasn't enough. I know it wasn't enough. I wasn't satisfied with Florida. Let's not get into the playoffs. No. It's well, game what two. I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, is that we can we got to appreciate Austin Matthews now because I honestly think I was thinking about this. He might go. He might be the most talented athlete that's ever set foot in Toronto. Like Kawhi Leonard existed. Oh, good question. Kawhi Leonard existed, right? He was. Yeah. He was the. He was. He won a championship pretty much on his back, but he was kind of an anomaly. Like he came and he went. Like he was a mercenary. As far as like guys that are here, man, I don't know. Like Batista, you're talking Kyle Lowry, you're talking Matt Sundin. He's the greatest leaf of all time already. Oh yeah, I mean, in terms of just pure skill, yeah. I mean, you're gonna need to get some playoff wins under your belt if you want the actual title. Uh, in terms of the fans, but yeah, in terms of just pure skill, he's yeah, he's, he's definitely up there. It's, I yeah, mean, like, 
It's ridiculous. Six goals on twelve shots in two games. That is a two forty six goal pace. Let's for go. all the math for all the math nerds out there. Fifty percent shooting percentage. So an NBA <laughs> yeah, the, big man, basically. Definitely <laughs> not regressing to the mean. He's going to no. shoot fifty percent the entire season. Could you pot pot two hundred fifty goals? Let's let's be real. <laughs> he's like NHL ninety nine or something. He's on fire. Something like yeah. that. Another person who's on fire, not to be displaced, is a guy who is looking for money. In the word, one William Nylander. He wants to become 10 mil Will, okay? Maybe more. More than 10 mil Will. Whoops. And in the words of Rihanna, he's saying, Brad, but I have my money. Don't make me ask you twice. You know, like he's going to score goals and do this after every goal. He should. I, I would respect his him first goal. His first goal was so nice, man. So silky smooth. Like it was nifty. I don't care. Like I, I really want him signed, and you know, I, I just don't. I don't want to lose him. He's, he's one of my favorite leads. He's so nice to watch, just because he's such a smooth skater, and the way he handles the puck is, it's just a joy, man. He's incredible. I love William Nylander. Like, absolutely an offensive elite winger that flipping salary cap fan like i don't know like i mean i saw people i saw <laughs> people only argue, i saw people arguing about it like and it, it's gonna become a thing like don't get me like i'm gonna get it started because it's gonna be a thing soon like if he's gonna be on a 50 goal pace which is not out of the question i honestly think he might be this he, he has the talent he has the the motivation that that yeah. discussion's coming guys get ready for the insufferable discussion of wow, where's he gonna play next? What's the contract? What's the contract gonna look like? It's it's gonna come, and he's gonna. It's gonna of course, it's gonna happen. I mean, it, it always happens in Toronto. <laughs> like, look, it's a. It's we're a gonna have those discussions about like Tally Yarncroak in his next contract, man. Discussion though, because while it's amazing, I want to see all these players do well. It's like, yeah, it's gonna start that negative discussion. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I want to have. Yeah, but just tonight. just enjoy it while I you can. Know, you know, know. that's it. Just enjoy it while you can. It's a contract year. <laughs> Those discussions can happen. So you're cool you know, with him. You're cool with him going January. to UFA completely. No, no, I know. I want him signed. Want him <laughs> I want him signed. I don't want him to go to UFA. Yeah, because like to me, I want him signed before he's eligible to talk to other teams. Yeah. Obviously, my opinion. That's the ideal, but yeah, my opinion is shifting a little bit because like, not not and there's never any personal, not any shots of like I don't like a certain player, but it's also like just doing math, and I was like. He's, I was thinking just by process of elimination, he had to be the cap casualty to get defense in the beginning. Man, I don't know, man. Like, it's changing my tune a little bit. Like, they got to get William Nylander and Mitch Marner in a room together and be like, here's $20 Please. million. Dollars. Please. Divide it <laughs> amongst yourselves it yeah. and stop it, okay? Because, like... You can't, I mean, you don't want to lose a guy like that. It's hard to trade a guy like that and see him pot 50 goals for the next five years. Yeah, and it's pretty much impossible to trade someone when you're cap strapped because teams know you'll never get one for one value. Like, you're you're never going to get actual value for William Nail. You'll you'll get value, like, you'll get picks. Like, you're going to get value, but I'm saying you're not going to get a player what he's worth. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the point. You can't afford what he's worth. You know what I mean? So it sucks. But, you know, I'm worrying about that later. It's game two. Yeah. William I mean, looks amazing. Good for him. On, and he looks incredible. like he's he looks like he's like I mean, it's hard to tell with the equipment. He looks like he's in the like incredible shape. <laughs> like he looks and dude, fast. He looks so driven. When he messed up that really easy goal, uh, or a really easy shot, um, he went back to the bench and he, he like slammed his stick like multiple times. And I was surprised because you like know, Willie usually 
Willie right. usually is very calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, he's big Willie. In terms of his personality. He's, like, perfect for Toronto media because he's very much just brush off the shoulders type of thing. But after <laughs> that happened, it was it was cool to see. It was cool to see him, like, just break his stick out of frustration because he messed up an easy play. And then uh, later on, he messed up uh, another pretty simple play but then gets the the rush chance on his second goal and makes no mistakes snipe show like perfect shot after Klingberg sends him on the rush chance and like yeah i willie wants it you can tell willie wants it yeah. it's it's great to see and you know in a contract year he's obviously extra motivated like every nhl player is on contract years and get that, get that i'm excited to bag. see it. i'm excited to see it yeah get that bag. get the bag <laughs> all right man. It, which he certainly does Get that the yams, all right? Listen. Okay, so, like, that that's a good point you brought up. It's going to lead me into my next point that I saw from this game. I love the I love that. Because, like, I think we were criticizing the fact that these guys, like, maybe, like, in the playoffs didn't show a lot of emotion saying, like, oh, well, we lost. It's fine. Like, you, you, you wanted to see them pissed, right? You wanted to yeah. see that fire. And I'm seeing more than fire. I'm seeing a little bit of jam. What, what, what's the word? Jam? Snot. That's the word. Snot. Oh, my God. Um, come up so many times listen the thing about the ryan reeves signing it's worth every penny i'm telling you listen it's worth every penny he's not gonna score a lot of goals he's not gonna do all the things but listen i made this point i was on clay's 12-hour live stream canuck clay check it out guys he's great um he's our game over from vancouver vancouver host yeah i was talking to him about this and i said like everybody's worked in a workplace where like you wanted to work with a guy because you wanted to be alongside someone because they're just vibes. They get you going. Like you ever work like or have a boss, I mean, he's not the boss, but you ever have a boss or someone you work with that like your mood goes, let's go when you're around this person. I yeah. think that's a lot to be said about that. I, I you know, we discount the, the intangibles and the personality and the morale part of hockey. I, yeah. We always think just stats and skills. and But I think that intangible is going to really help. I mean, it also helps that he's absolutely decking guys on open ice. <laughs> it was clean. Yeah, that was a clean-ass hit. I think all of... Uh, he, there's been some conversation about, like, how late his hits are. But honestly, I think all of them have been clean. Uh, he didn't go for the head, it, at least. I, I would not be... Yeah, no, no, no. There, no, there was no headshot. He's not trying to hurt nobody. I, I believe that. But I, I don't think that either of them were dirty. But I understand why he... You know, people drop the gloves with him. But... Like the cap hit is a little high, yeah, for his age. That. The cap hit in term is a little high for his age. That that's that's really the only issue. The intangibles he brings, I think, are difficult to value for fans like us who aren't in the we room. Don't know. Yeah, it's clearly Keith values it to some degree because we've heard Keith talk about how quiet the room is sometimes. Um, clearly, not. Brad Tree Living valued it because it's the first move he made. I was not a fan of it going yeah. into the offseason. I was skeptical. I was like... I was very skeptical because he's old. Yeah. Like, he's old. He's already not that good in terms of the like amount of minutes he gets. Yeah. He's not going to be on the ice for more than 10 minutes any game, let alone in the playoffs. But his first two games Menace. as a Leaf... Menace. He has been <laughs> so entertaining God to damn watch. Menace. Not even like not even just on the ice. Like even after the the Habs game, when he said uh, he had that comment about Arbor Jack guy jumping him, that got so much play on like Reddit and Twitter about people being mad at him. It's just entertaining to watch. I loved it. I love it. He's 
He yeah. knows how to talk the talk, and he, he certainly backs it up with the hits and the in the fighting man. That that was a big tilt. Day. Yeah. With like, the way the Toronto market is over under, how many endorsement deals is Ryan Reeves gonna <laughs> get? He's gonna get like you know how Mitch Martin has like ten. Like yeah. Ryan Reeves is about to have I think over under five endorsement deals because oh yeah for sure. I like, mean, Ty got commercials, bro. Like, Ilya Mikheyev got commercials in Toronto. <laughs> I think anyone can get commercials in Toronto. It's it's a pretty good market to 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 be in if you're a good personality. Oh, Ryan Reeves to yell in a commercial. It's like, come down to this car dealership right now. I'll punch yeah. you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, like Reeves, he's he's impressed me because I wasn't anticipating to like him at all, really. Yeah. And the fact that I have is nice to see and in, in, just in general that whole fourth line i really wasn't expecting much you know you had david camp coming in uh re-signed to a hey, bit too much money snipe in my opinion show, no really Gregor, like him. no gregor snipe but show. yeah Noah gregor i thought was just going to be a body on the fourth line like i thought he was just like i wasn't really anticipating much uh from him in terms of like impact offensive impact the dude is so fast and he's got a killer shot like that Habs, uh, the first shot of goal. the first goal, like that started that comeback, was such a nice shot, and he hit the like, post as well. And on another shot yeah. that game, he's he didn't have as uh, big of a game tonight, obviously, but uh, like I really like that fourth line, and I think uh, Keith does as well. Yeah. Uh, and Revo brings something to that that I think we've been lacking. Uh, you know, we've had guys who've hit a lot, like no, no, uh, sorry, Achari, uh, Zach Aston Reese, both statistically more than Reeves like on a hit per game basis I don't think every hit is equal that's the thing but yeah that's the thing not Not every every hit hit is equal and not every hit has the same impact on the arena dude that was the loudest I've heard Scotiabank arena insult they were doing the wave for like (laughs) so long I love the wave caught it on the broadcast I I never see that in Scotiabank and part of that I think is I don't even remember I think he's a he's a entertainer like and I'm, yeah that's a good point because when there's fighting in that arena like when i worked there like i was at the games i would like like i would like when there was a fight the rare times like that tampa bay series the first one the 2022 one that first game when there's a line brawl the yeah. building shaking it was like the roman coliseum like, blood we want blood it was crazy so i think that does have an impact but oh, on to ryan does. reeves speaking of more <laughs> drink Snot is the um, if you uh, if you look at the two other acquisitions, two big acquisitions, Tyler Bertuzzi, all over the ice today, got a goal and got into a bit of got into a bit of you know he was a little bit you know he's been a little bit like he doesn't take any crap after the whistles. Same yeah, that's true. Same with Max Domi. Max Domi got into a little bit of a, a little bit of a tussle. Like when I saw Domi and Reeves in the box together. I feel like Brad yeah. Living was just like, yes, yes, my plan has come together. <laughs> yeah, the thing about Bertuzzi and Domi that's interesting is like there was a, some conversation after we got him about, you know, greediness and, and so on and so forth. And again, hits were brought up that Bertuzzi and Domi don't actually hit that often. What makes them tough is sort of the after the whistle stuff, in my opinion. Like they're not yes. that tough in terms of they the punish you on the four check. Yeah. Or, you know, they lay these massive hits. It's it's the shenanigans after that uh, kind of make them a bit of, you know, pests, you know? And that's nice to have. The thing that I will say is Bertuzzi... Like, have you been a huge fan of Bertuzzi in his first two games? 
Yeah, I, I kind of have been. I mean, I like... Yeah. Like, in the Montreal game, he did, like... Again, he had that shenanigans after the whistle. Like, it... Like, a lot of people who watch... Who don't... Like, a lot of people I know that don't care for hockey, they're, like... Or don't, don't watch the sport. They're like, why the hell is it... Why did he do this? It's so weird. And I kind of agree. If you really conceptualize the after-the-whistle scrummage, it's like... Yeah, I mean, but what? it's a part of the game. Yeah, if you don't do it, and, you're going to get your... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thing. Like, it, it, It's a necessary evil. I think... I mean, if you look at it from an objective 30,000-foot view, it's kind of like, the hell are we doing? But it happens, so we got to deal with it. That's the thing. It does matter because in the playoffs, like, you saw the Florida series where, you know, murder was legal and these guys were just... It was so literally stupid, like, man, I hate that part of the it game. It was, but. yeah, it was literally like, like West Side Story or something. It just like guys, just all right, let's go, just just knuckle sandwiches everywhere. But these guys, <laughs> they'll hold their own. Like Ryan Reeves, yeah. If they're they got, they don't. Hopefully, they're healthy. These three guys, these three, blah, blah. these three <laughs> guys are gonna hold their own in these scrums. Yeah. So Brad Marchand, you know, he's gonna have some competition. Matthew Kachuk gonna have some competition. You know, like what I have, will say. Yeah. It's, uh, regarding Tyler Bertuzzi, I like him as an individual player. I was expecting him to have more initial chemistry with Matthews and Marner than he has. He's been with them since like day one of camp and yeah. throughout the preseason. And like, again, we're on game two. Chemistry sometimes takes time to build, you know, so I'm not like counting this out. But I, I do find Bertuzzi is just like a second behind Matthews and Marner. And like there was a play against the Habs where Matt, uh, where Marner was beside the net and he makes this amazing pass, um, like between his own legs behind straight to Bertuzzi, but it, Bertuzzi just like wasn't expecting it and it would have been a tap in, but he just couldn't get it across. And there, there were a couple times today where I felt he was a little step behind. I really liked him on that second power play though when he scored. Uh, I thought he was excellent on the second power play unit, and and I thought Domi was also excellent on the second power play unit. Um, but he just, he's just one step behind Matthews and Marner each time. And Matthews and Marner are fucking excellent players. So like, it doesn't really matter, but like, you know, when we watched bunting last year, you sort of saw that initial chemistry, like already built when they first went on the ice together, you know? Yeah. And I'm not seeing that just yet with Bertuzzi. So I'm interested to see what they do. If they do any line juggling, I don't think it would be the time to do so. So considering we're in game two and no. we've won both games. But I'm curious to see if, you know, as the games go on, he looks more in tune with it. He, they just seem a little out of sync right now, I you know? I, I, I truly believe it's going to come. Because if you look at the two players, two different players that were really successful riding shotgun yeah. with those two guys, you're talking about Michael Bunting and you're talking about Zach Hyman. And, you know, mm -hmm. they're all kind of similar players in the sense of, like, they're grinders. And they're and I would argue Tyler Bertuzzi is more skilled yeah. than... Both so of those players, I think like in come. terms of just pure I, skill. I think he knows, again, yeah, I, I think it'll come. I think that's a little bit, like, I think that's just early season stuff. Again, the beginning, like, preseason of the first month, it we yeah. might as well be just talking to air, because we don't even know, like... Yeah, like, you, you, know? you never know. Like, it's, <laughs> it is, like, a, a crazy, like, you know, when you watch that Habs game, like, the first game, it was so sloppy. It was probably everything... Keith didn't want to see like you know when Brody was like he fell down on the Brody, like, yeah, like he's chewing thumbs all games like can't do this it. game was a lot better yeah. than last game in terms of sloppiness so you know they're already kind of getting into it in terms of getting into the rhythm of things so obviously you know we're in game two there's nothing to really evaluate uh as much right now but I just thought it was interesting that Bertuzzi has always been on that line that Matthews Marner yeah. line they really and every other line has sort of mixed and matched throughout the preseason to yeah. to like 
you know, just see what the chemistry is like. Domi started on the second line, but on the third period, Yarn Croak moved up to the second line and he was with the kids, uh, you know, and like, it, it's just interesting to me that they didn't have that initial chemistry and you see other players like, you know, Minton and Nyes, you know, they went out in the preseason playing like their first game together and they were instantly super in sync with each other. And, you know, for some people that happens instantly, some it takes a little while to build. But I'm curious, what's that leash like for Bertuzzi? Because, you know, he's getting paid the most out of all of our acquisitions this year. Yeah. We're expecting him to be that good, right? Yeah, he's, and so that's why he's in this position right now. Bunting had to earn that because he was getting, you know, it, it wasn't a given that no. he would have, he had would no be put in that position. undrafted player. I think Tyler, what, Tyler Bertuzzi was a first rounder, wasn't he? I have no idea, honestly. About I think he was. Like Somebody, I think I'm pretty chat, sure. I mean, pull that up, chat. <laughs> I'm 90% sure he was a first rounder. I'm pretty sure, like, uh, we're in the same Nylander, in the Nylander, Nylander draft. Oh, no, he wasn't. He was 58th overall in 2013. No Good shit. Okay. I was wrong. Maybe but think, still. Probably think of somebody else. I think, yeah, I think, but, like, I think, you know, think, he's he's had multiple high point seasons, like, I think 60 point seasons before, so, or at least 50. Uh, so, like, you know, there's that expectation there with Tyler Bertuzzi that he will fit into that role, and that's what we got him here for. I just haven't seen the initial chemistry. I'm sure it'll come. I think I'm it'll come. positive it'll come. All right. So you mentioned about the Minton and Nye's line and with Kala Yarncrook. I like to call it dad and the two boys line because, like, <laughs> you know, again, workshopping it. Like, I'm going to be hilarious by the midseason. So let me tell you that. But listen, I – what do you think? Like, Frazier Minton was very noticeable this game. He was getting his chances. Oh, like, do and you, do you think? Lead. Yeah, Matthew Nyes is he's a tank. He's he, There's no, like, he's he's amazing. Yeah, he, he was expected. Minton came out of nowhere for I had no I clue. Like, I mean, like, I don't watch a lot of preseason hockey, but, like, I had no clue. Like, I was like, he's on the team? That's okay. Let's see. He was excellent pick, in the preseason. Last season? And, yeah. like, I, I noticed him a lot. Like, do you think that, they're going to be bold and say, you know what? You're sticking around instead of sending him back to junior. Because Listen, they, they, they traded Lafferty pretty much to keep him is what yeah. I think happened, right? So I do think that the organization views him in a very high light. He's 19 years old, though, and he can't play in the AHL because he's 19. So if we send him down, he's going back to junior, which is a stupid rule, but, you know, but like, it is the way it is. He can play in the NHL or he can play in junior, but not yeah. in between. <laughs> yeah, it's to keep the talent in the CHL. So yeah, I guess so. I guess but yeah, so. what, what, why I think everyone was surprised is he didn't. He hasn't exactly like been super productive in the WHL. So no one's really expecting someone who's like a point per game player in the WHL to make that jump to the NHL within you know one off season. But what Minton brings and what is different with the, with like Fraser Minton compared to like a Nick Robertson, who's pro pro probably far more productive, um, is that he can play a bottom six role really well. And he's yeah. a centerman and he's got some pretty good size and he's shown he can keep up with the pace of NHL play. The first game he had against the Habs, that first two periods, I think he was his worst yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, it was a clear, stark difference between preseason pace and regular season pace. But by that third period in the Habs game, I thought he was pretty excellent in terms of, you know, getting into the rhythm uh, and the flow of things and working with Nyes in such an interesting manner. They they work so well together in this game. He really impressed me as well. Uh, Fraser Minton is surprisingly an NHL player already. 
And I was not expecting that at all. Not when he was drafted, not when I read all the scouting reports, not when I saw his stats in the WHL and his draft plus one year. Going into this season, he was not on my radar at all. And that just, and I don't think he was on Keith's radar at all. I don't think he was in any of the Toronto organization's radar at all. So the fact that he came in, had such a good camp, had such a good preseason, had showcased so much maturity and and intensity in his game that he was able to be a third line center and stick it through two wins and yeah. look good is really nice to see. So yeah, it, it, it's 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 kind of shitty though because like we're looking at all of Dubis's picks now sort of flourish. And he's not even with the organization anymore, which is like fine. You know, that's how it yeah, is. But it is I, I think Dubas actually did like a really good job with our draft. And I'm very yeah. excited to see the way our prospects yeah. kind of build their way into their roster now. He nailed you know? he nailed two picks in like back-to-back drafts, um, you know, TBD on Nick Robertson. But in those late picks, he's nailed them in the forward group. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. They have to hire a, def- a defenseman scouting specialist. Just all he does is scout defensemen. But, I mean, they, I'm sure they do. Yeah, no, but I know they, what I'm saying. But, like, <laughs> their track record, there's no guys really in the pipeline. I mean, there, maybe there's somebody that's going to come out of nowhere. There are. There are. Uh, the AHL. Okay, watch the Marlies this year because they've oh, got some interesting prospects in, in the pipeline here. Uh, Topi Nimala is yeah, now I, I know, in the I AHL. Know Topi Nimala, yeah. Really like him. And uh, Miko Kokinen is now on my radar far more than he has ever been as a prospect. Yeah. I thought he had a really good preseason as well. So he's another uh, guy to keep an eye out on. Both Finnish players, but uh, they're both playing in the AHL now. So yeah, but like, I really like it. I mean, uh, someone guys. said Minton needs to put on ten pounds of muscle. That's like the one thing <laughs> I agree with. Uh, he's like six. He's a he's a big person in terms of uh, like height. Yeah. I think he's like six three or something like that. Is he real? Oh, jeez. But uh, he's he's six two or six three. But he's he's Fair. sitting at like one ninety two, which yeah. isn't small. And that's why I think he can stick it in the NHL. I don't understand. But four six two, he can fill his frame a little more and be like two hundred pounds and really, really, really like look like a like a beast out there. But he he's good already, man. Like that's that's a solid size for such a young kid. Why is it so hard for these for these young people to, to gain weight? I get you all know, easily I gained weight when I was 19. Jeez. No, I'm just... the, the difference between fat and muscle. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, let me tell you. No. I mean, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, but no. <laughs> you see me play soccer, bro. I'm fast. I'm fast <laughs> right there. You see me you see me play soccer. I can run up and down the field. Yeah, I, I gained like 10 pounds uh between like measuring myself one time cuz oh, like I I didn't really step on the scale for like a few months and then I, I stepped on it and I, I was like 10 pounds heavier thing. and I was like, "Oh, Jesus I Christ." Stay away from that damn thing. I look oh, at it know. and I'm like, "No, not today, Satan." But <laughs> to your point about these young guys, that's that's how you win cups because the core four and everybody up front, like they're going to suck up all the money and all that attention. But to fill out that like, you need the le- the bottom six line, you need guys around them and that's how you're going to find them. And yeah. those late draft gems, I'm really liking to see them flourish. Like Matthew Nye is, is an absolute tank. I cannot wait to see what he can bring this season. Yep. Um, I think the goals are going to come for him. And I really hope it's him, him and Minton. Like that is... They That's both almost money. scored today. Both they both almost money. scored today. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're both excellent. Jumped off the screen um, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. Like, you know, I love watching Kid Lions on, on other teams. When when Capo Caco and Philip Heedle and uh, Lafreniere were on the, the Rangers third line, that was one of the most exciting lines in hockey for me. Just to see, yeah. you know, the creativity and the, the, you know, 
youthful energy that they had in, in terms of like the rush chances they generated. You can see that with Fraser Mintz and, and Matthew Nice. Now, obviously, I'm not comparing the two. You know, one's a first overall and a second overall. And we're talking about two second rounders here. But yeah. the the level of play, the level of intensity at which they play with, the drive, the competitiveness, the, the ability to penalty kill is so important within that middle six role. And, you know, seeing them flourish in that role is is really nice to see. And uh, I'm excited for what's to come. There are prospects knocking at the door as well. Like, you know, we're talking about Fraser Minton and Matthew Nyes. But, you know, Pontius Holmberg is in the AHL. Bobby McMahon, he's like 27, but he's in the AHL and he's had a really good first game. Nick Robertson is in the AHL. There are people knocking at the door here. And a lot of them are very young. And it's very interesting to see who will be the ones to make it on the team. I think there's a lot of talent within the AHL now that um, are very close to NHL ready. So, I'm really excited to see where Fraser Minton, Matthew Nyes, and the rest of our prospects take us because there's there are very few spots open and there's a lot of co- competition there. So I'm excited to see who comes out on top. Totally. Okay, so before we go, I mean, I got a couple things. I got a couple things. So one thing that I got to say, though, the Leafs are still butter soft in front of their own net. And a lot of people are okay. talking in the chat. Uh, people okay. are saying that, you know, they have faith that Brad Living. he's literally openly said he doesn't like the defense. So he's, he said it like, so like people say he has a vision. I actually believe I, I, I like, I, I think he's a great guy in the media. I think he's a cool dude. He seems pretty nice, yeah. but like, I, I love his uh, interviews. Yeah. You know what? He doesn't need the money. That's the funny thing. The guy's just like out here is like, I like to be a hockey GM. So that's, that's a, that's a plus too. But, um, uh, he got that Boston pizza money rolling in, but no, like they like people are looking for grit, and I think that's what they're gonna. I think that's gonna be the number one, number one on the wish list for sure. What were you gonna say? What, what do you think about the the softness in front of the net? Uh, okay. So there's a couple things. I think it's part of um being a you know early in the season. That's yeah. the first thing. But it's uh what I read that was interesting, and Justin Bourne had an article on this back in mid preseason. Yeah. that uh, the Leafs' defensive structure has, has sort of shifted from last year. So the Leafs this year, from what we can tell, have a new defensive zone structure, and I think that's partly a symptom, like the, the weak um, net front play is partly a symptom of that. So uh, in prior years, we've gone from, we went from like zone coverage, and then this year we're doing sort of a hybrid uh, man-on-man coverage. So in the, like essentially what that means is in prior years, when the puck were to go up along the wall high into the zone, the defenseman would curl back and let the centerman take take it like from the hash marks. They would switch positions, right? It's you know they would switch, and then the the centerman would go to defend the high high zone. Whereas now you'll see, um, you see you saw this a lot in preseason and in the Habs game and in this game, the defender will follow through and take that forward man-to-man high and leave the centerman to take the net front position. Yeah. And that's a, that's a fine strategy. There's benefits and there's cons to both both sides. You know, the benefit to doing this man-on-man strategy is you have more interactions with the puck. You can turn over the puck. You can force turnovers far more often because you're, you know, staying with the man up high. And at least there's also less... Transition. They're dangerous in transition. So, like, they, like, you know, if you get those guys space... You get William Nylander some space, he's going to do something with it, right? So Yeah, and there's less confusion in terms of, like, man coverage versus zone coverage. But then there's the con in that the centerman is now net front, and you can get caught because now the centerman is, like, your center is defending 
in the net front, which is not something that they're necessarily good at. Yeah. Now it's it's entirely dependent on your personnel. Like Vegas last year used zone coverage, but Tampa and their two cup runs used man-to-man coverage, but now Tampa is moving to zone coverage and it's entirely dependent on who you have within your roster and what works and what doesn't. Now we have our center, our centerman depth is like Matthews, Tavares, Minton, Camp, right? Pretty good. Matthews and Camp, I'm not too worried about their big boys and they're very defensively responsible. Tavares and Minton, it's a little bigger of an it's a daunting ask. task for especially it's for a very Fraser daunting Minton. task, especially like, for Fraser Minton. Front, like, ooh, yeah, exactly. Like, poor kid, man. And you saw it on the Habs. I want to say their fourth goal. Klingberg went up the uh, to to cover that man and Tavares was net front and he lost inside position on new hook and it was an easy tip into the net. And you saw it on the first wild goal today. Matthews was stuck in the net front and I, I'm forgetting who scored the first goal. I want to say it was, um, hard Hartman. Uh, I'm not entirely sure who scored the first goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Hartman. Yeah, it was Hartman. It was Hartman. Matthews, yeah. Matthews was in front of Hartman in the net front, but then he, he sort of went for like a block rather than tying up the man which was a stupid decision in my in my eyes because if you tie up the man, Samsonov hasn't... The shot was from so far out, Samsonov's stopping that like 99 times out of 100 if he if it doesn't get tipped, you know? Yeah. So it was weird that Matthews went for the block, but those are sort of uh, growing pains of adapting to a new defensive structure. You know, those are something... Those are things that I don't expect to see 10 games from now, but because it's sort of a new structure, because it's a new system that they're doing defensively, I, I can see it happening more often, you know, within the, the early parts of the season. And, you know, sometimes it works. I noticed that, uh, you know, a couple of times it resulted in turnovers, the system. But when you're, you know, caught against a team like Minnesota, who who does have pretty solid puck movement, they can catch you slipping, you know, pretty easily. And it's an easy tip. And, you know, Samsonov hasn't been all that good uh, to start the season, but those goals are pretty much impossible to stop. There was a double deflection on that first goal. Yeah, I mean, I, then, it was like pinball. It was like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't stop a pinball, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, defensive system develops. I am very curious to see how we fare in terms of uh, how our defensive co- uh, like coverage is. Um, defensive, uh, the defensive system, I think, was a big concern going into the season for quite a few people. Uh, losing out on guys like Luke Shen and that uh, Justin Hall. Not that, yeah. that he was any good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know what I mean. A couple and times so, I thought John Klingberg was was Justin Hall, and I'm like, wow, Justin Hall can really move. You can really move, really move, move the, the puck. puck. Yeah, Jeez. Klingberg's <laughs> been so good too. But yeah, I like. I'm curious to see where it goes. I I am a fan of that system so far, uh, but it has resulted in two pretty easy goals against because our centermen just aren't necessarily equipped or used to dealing with that. Uh, And they've been kind of eaten alive up front uh, these past two games. I do expect that to improve though. You know, you know, new system, these things happen, you know, totally. Well, Hey, it's, they're two and oh, the two and oh. So, Hey, they don't ask how they ask how many, sometimes they ask how though. That's what, that's what our, that's our job. We ask how (laughs) Um, one more thing that, okay. Talking about the goal songs. I'm going to say this for the last time. Who cares about the damn goal song? <laughs> I don't care. They can play Sarah McLaughlin. I don't care. Just in the did arms you, of an angel every time. Did you play. like Hall and Oates? I, at first I did. I, I thought care. it was kitschy. I thought it was fun. 
And then yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. She got to change it. It's a little, a little annoying. I, I really enjoyed Hall Notes just because it was like funny. But yeah, I agree. Like, you know, it gets to a point where you kind of have to change it just for the just, culture of the room. Play nothing. There was I don't care. Play nothing. a hilarious. Uh, so Nick Alberga tweeted yeah. today that uh, Pursuit of Happiness, which was played in the Habs uh, game yeah. as the goal song, is now out of the goal song rotation because what? the Leafs received some complaints about the song's message and lyrics. What? Which I just, just thought was hilarious. Are you serious? <laughs> Who's paying attention to the lyrics of a goal song? The, and the it's lyrics, a, it's not even, it's the Steve Aoki version. It goes, yeah, no, it's, it's, that's all I hear. I know the lyrics. Uh, I'm a big, I, like, I love Kid Cudi. I was a big fan of him. I, I saw I that song live. I died laughing when I saw that. It's a great song. It's, I saw that song live. I seen him in concert. Honestly, live. yeah. Yeah, even even the, the, the goal song today, I, I, I don't know what it's called, uh, but. Know. Man. It was. It was. It's a goal song. <laughs> like it, it, it is what it is. Like it was fine to me. Like it sounded like a goal song. It was like house music. So uh, Ken, I, I don't know. Ken brings up a good point. I, I endorse this. Ken M says at this point they should play. They should play Vanessa Carlton to Thousand Miles to get the bros singing. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm down. Bro, I'm I'm calling MLSC right now. I'm calling <laughs> them right now. I have contacts. So I'll, I'll I'll put in a word. I, I just love how much of a talking point that that's been. It's Toronto, man. Like, yeah, like you know how saying? much of a like, talking point the song we play after we score is. I love it. They don't. Talk, I love. I love. Talk about this shit I love in Arizona. Toronto. They talk about where it's, are we gonna play amazing. next year? <laughs> Jeez, I'm gonna do one like that. I know. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> All right. So, uh, guys, hey, thanks for tuning in for the first time. Uh, this was our first stream of the night. For t- totally our first stream of the night. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we definitely didn't have. Uh, no, like, thanks for your. That, we appreciate all your patience with our tech because. Uh, sometimes, you know, you're dealing with two remote locations, dealing with some tough internet. You're dealing with a software that some may or may not hate us, but we really appreciate you guys. Uh, we guys showing up and a uh, really good crowd here. Thanks for commenting all the regulars here and the new people. My name is Fuad Suleiman. We got Armand over here and, uh, yeah, we got the, uh, we got Connor Bedard mania coming to town. How did he do? I didn't see the Habs game. Did he do well against Montreal? Uh, I have no idea how he did against Montreal. Chat, help me out today, here. but uh, he he had a great game against uh, Pittsburgh and and uh, I forgot who else he played against Boston. I think. I want to see what the resale value in those tickets have got to be. I mean, I want to. You were playing him tomorrow. I mean, we're playing him uh, Monday. Monday. I want to see what those tickets are lo- are like. Probably insane. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, that's gonna be maybe Matthews will get another hat trick. Imagine back to back to back hat tricks. I haven't. Fantasy, by the way, the our game over fantasy league. You got him in fantasy. Yeah. I, I like my this team. guy. I picked him. I, I love my team. I have five different leaf players. Which <laughs> I have none. Some would say is stupid. Some would say it's stupid to I get five none. people from the same team. I have none. But I have zero leaves. And if my name was Toronto Maple Leaves, like the actual dude, like grammatical. You gotta draft. get the leaves, man. I I reach for every single leaf anytime I fantasy drafting. Every time. <laughs> Oh, Gladly, man. I picked Domi like pretty high up for some reason. You that was a stupid point. move, but you know what? Worth it. You know what? I gotta got, support them. I got Owen Power in like like the eighth round. Like he was just sitting there. I'm like, oh crap, Owen Power, and I renamed my team. Oh, one man should have all that power. Yeah, and I was. I mean, that's a great. So happy. I'm like, oh, that great is. Line. I patted myself on the back all night. My arm hurt. Anyway, Speaking of goal songs though, the what? the I w- I wish we did what Buffalo did and uh, Buffalo. like have. Uh, uh, individual players pick their goal songs. I'd love that. And Did you see Jeff Skinner's? It was a uh, breaking free from High School Musical. That's the thing. I, I, and whoever does a troll one, I like them more. 
Yeah, like it's incredible. who was it? I think it was. TJ, I'd be so down. What TJ Oshie on Washington? He had "Country Roads" by John Denver. It was like, and he did, they scored in overtime in, in the playoffs. Great song. "Country Roads, Take Me Home to the Place that I Belong." Anyway, this is this has <laughs> gone on way too long here. No, <laughs> we're just shooting the shit here. But guys, thanks again. Uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us, and uh, we uh, we love to. Uh, we, we, we love to hear from you guys. Uh, Taylor Scott says Kid Cudi sucks. That is not true, but it's That's ironic. That's the comment you picked out. <laughs> no, but it's ironic because Scott is Kid Cudi's first name. So, boom. Oh, it is, yeah. Irony. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Um, who's on the next stream? Uh, Monday, October 16th. Connor hey, Bedard comes to town. I think it's Lauren. And we have Kyle Cushman coming on. Yes, sir. I'm excited. All Curious what his thoughts are on never Batman. heard of before. But he does, because <laughs> he is a master scout. Thank you so much again. And, uh, yeah, have a good night, everybody. And uh, keep on rocking in the free world. And doot, 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 doot. Peace out.